Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Dion, for that beautiful prayer of illumination. Today is Pentecost Sunday. When we were baby Christians, we were all taught that this is the day to celebrate the birthday of the church. Red balloons, red clothing, yay, it's a big birthday party for the church. Pentecost happens 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. It happens 50 days after the Passover because actually it happens on top of, in the space of Shavuot, which is the place where our Jewish family celebrate the giving of the law. So in this story, in Acts 2, all of these disciples are gathered in the upper room, waiting, waiting for a miracle, waiting for a sign, waiting for Jesus to send the Spirit, because that's what Jesus had promised would happen. And there they were, and the Spirit descended, and the story is that these tongues of fire landed on all the people, and the people were able to speak in unknown languages. The disciples, the students, were able to speak in unknown languages. And when they did, they were speaking real languages is the miracle of the Medes and the Parthenians and the Pamphylians and the people from Cyrene. They were speaking in languages that were known to what was then Asia Minor, what was then uh, Europe, what was, what was uh, Rome, what was um, Arab, all of these nations, Africa, around um, the sea, the Mediterranean Sea. This is the, this is the miracle. And all those people heard um, what the NRSV says, the good news of God's deeds of power. What the NIV says is the wonders of God. All of these people heard the good news, the wonders of God. Well, what did they hear? What was the good news? The good news for our Jewish family, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Leah, Rachel, Mary, Sarah, Hagar, this God, this God was a God of liberation. This God was a God who heard the cries of her people and let the people go, who did battle with the powers and principalities, who fought Pharaoh for the right for her people to be free. This God, the wondrous thing about God is God can't abide oppression. God can't abide slavery. God cannot abide oppression. God can't abide marginalization. God has a decided preference, actually, for the people who are on the edges and wants to center them and wants to change the world. This, this is the good news that the people heard. And the newer good news would have been that the one that the state killed, hear me, the innocent one who was killed not with a knee on the neck, not shot with a gun, but crucified as a way to terrorize all of his people. This is what happens when you get out of line. This is what happens when you, when you don't play by the rules. That one that was crucified, executed by the state, God rose from the dead. God took what was deadness and made it life. God, God's like, not on my watch will there be this kind of death when I'm commanding life? The one that God rescued from the dead went on to teach, when you feed the poor, when you clothe the naked, when you visit the ones in prison, when you break loose the bonds of injustice, when you do that to any of the least of these, you've done it unto me. This is the good news. That is the birth of the church. Now, I'm a Christian pastor. So I'm going to say, there's too much bad news coming out of the mouths of Christians. 
There's too much bad news coming out of the ethics of Christianity. There's too much white supremacy baked into the religion that is Christianity for it to live up to the promise of delivering good news. It is white people who got on boats and came to this land and took it from the indigenous people here because they felt they were chosen and that they could. And they called it manifest destiny. And they called it the doctrine of discovery. And they wholesale wiped out nations of indigenous people in the name of God. It's white people who enslaved Africans after stealing them from their native land and brought them in hellified conditions to this nation and shackled them and abused them and killed them and whipped them and tortured them so they could build this nation of the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's white people that took the Exodus story out of the Bible. It's white people who told slaves to obey their masters as a way of being faithful. This is baked into the religion called Christian. That's not the religion of Jesus. That's not the teaching of Yeshua. The religion of Jesus has been polluted. The teachings of Jesus have been bastardized. As long as there have been black people on this land, as long as this land has been inhabited by white people who took the land from the Native American, this, this religion called Christian has wreaked havoc on the souls of non-white people, on the souls of poor people, on the souls of LGBTQI people, on the souls of women. That's not the religion that I want to be a part of. What if this day, what if this Pentecost, we put down Christian and pick up Jesus? What if we put down church and pick up love? What if we confess to ourselves that this religion doesn't serve us anymore as it is, and we rebirth this religion in the name of love? What if we make this the beginning of a new movement of love and justice that has everything to do with centering brown and blackness, that cries out in one voice, black lives matter, because when they do, all lives will matter, that drops down the barriers for people to enter, that loves all the people no matter who they love, that changes the way we think about power, that changes the way we think about who's in charge and who's in and who's out. What about if this is the birthday of a new movement simply called love. The nation is on fire because black people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. The nation is on fire because people are grieving and they're asking themselves, how long, oh Lord, how long will you see the suffering of our people and allow it to keep happening? Black people are tired and they're asking their white brothers and sisters, when are you gonna stop crying and stand up and say something and do something about white supremacy in America? I know some of us are, are frightened. I know some of us are deeply worried and concerned about the rioting in the streets. I am deeply worried and concerned about the rioting in the streets but I'm more concerned about the conditions that set the stage for the rioting in the streets. 
I'm more concerned about the dead bodies and the broken windows. I'm more concerned about the dead bodies than the cars turned over. I'm concerned about the systemic oppression that leads to the dead bodies. And I'm saying, let's birth something together that does something about it. When I think about what's being said in the streets, when I think about what our young people are articulating as they move through the streets peacefully, and even those that throw rocks and bottles, what they're saying is this doesn't work anymore. I'm reminded of these words of Dr. King from his speech, The Other America. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the past few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. On this Pentecost Sunday, when we celebrate the miracle of hearing and we celebrate the birth of the church, let us hear really well, not only what the poor, the disenfranchised black folks, people of color, indigenous people, not only what they're saying, but let's hear what God is saying. Let's hear what God requires of us as people of faith, which is to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God which is to make justice roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream, which is to feed the poor, to take care of the disenfranchised, to liberate the captives, which is to honor God's beautiful creation, which means honoring every black life. It means dismantling racism, even and especially as it exists in the church. It means growing a new movement of love and justice. It means giving birth to something new, which is the religion of Jesus. And Christian, Christian might not have in the end that much to do with it.